Can Mother Nature and social media influencers walk hand in hand? Or does social media only serve to promote materialism and consumerism instead of the societal change the climate crisis is calling for? These are the questions asked by our network of pan-European journalists in this new episode of the Green Deal podcast. Social media platforms and blogs account for more than a quarter of the information accessed by European citizens, according to a recently published Eurobarometer survey. And young people, for their part, have almost entirely turned their backs on traditional media, says Polish social activist and influencer Jan Spiewak, who is interviewed by our Polskie Radio colleague Kasia Seman. The public debate, especially when it comes to young people, has moved to the internet, to social media. We can see that the traditional media, such as radio, TV and newspapers, are actually becoming a thing of the past. They tend to be used by older people, with those in their teens or twenties not even looking at such media at all. So the internet is where this information goes and it taps into human emotions. Pictures of burning forests and starving polar bears. These things go viral very quickly, gaining huge popularity online and reaching a lot of people. I think that most young people today are aware of the climate catastrophe. They are aware that humans are heating up the climate. Indeed, younger people are far more likely than their elders to use social media platforms and blogs to access information, the report says, citing 46% of 15- to 24-year-olds and just 15% of those aged 55 and over. And almost twice as many 15- to 24-year-olds post their own content as people over the age of 50. Among 15- to 25-year-olds, Instagram is by far the favourite among social media platforms, with 80% of respondents in this age group citing it as their go-to platform. TikTok and Snapchat are also used by almost half of the youngest respondents. Well, my personal experience of TikTok is being bombarded with videos of people <laughs> horsing around, making jokes, showing up their styles and their makeup. This left me extremely conscious of myself and my appearance, but not so much of the planet. The big debates, like climate, were not in much evidence. But Patricia Diaz, a researcher in communication sciences at the Catholic University of Portugal, says that it is not that the younger generations do not talk about the climate. On the contrary, it is almost politically incorrect not to talk about it, at least in Portugal. In her view, this is precisely why influencers prefer to avoid the subject, because they know that they don't really set an example in this area. Diaz is speaking to Cristina Nascimento, our colleague from Portugal's Radio Renascença. If someone says they don't care about the environment, they're condemned. Political correctness right now dictates that we are all concerned about this issue. I think some influencers may avoid the subject, because even if they consider themselves very green, some things they post about their lifestyle may seem inconsistent with this which may not really be the case. Maybe that's why some people don't like to focus on the subject. For example, when I think of the environment and Portuguese influencers, João Manzara springs to mind. He's somebody who's not just talking for talking's sake. He's an activist who really walks the talk. 
I think this is the issue. If they want to talk about it, they really have to put it into practice or their followers will see them as less than authentic. It actually makes some sense that growing up in today's world of dire climate predictions, many young people may actually choose to use their social media accounts as a means of escape into a realm where such concerns are not front and center. This said, social media is by no means a climate-free zone, and Yan, who we heard from previously, feels that while online activism could be a force for good, bombarding young people with the climate crisis could also have the opposite effect. To desperation and hopelessness leading to withdrawal. I see two possible scenarios here, and it seems to me that both are, unfortunately, equally likely. On the one hand, the internet, Facebook and Instagram are tools for mobilization. But on the other hand, they're also tools for assimilation and an acceptance that the climate is only going to get worse. Social Things don't look that bad in Radio 24's neck of the woods. Ruggiero Potito is a 14-year-old Italian activist. His Instagram posts seek to raise awareness of environmental issues among his peers. The so-called Greta Thunberg of Italy has even co-authored a book on sustainability and is very popular on Italy's social networks. He is a firm believer in the power of social media, as he tells our colleague Giulia Canizzaro. Social networks. And sometimes I compare what we can achieve as activists with social networks and without them. Of course, they helped me a lot during the pandemic. I couldn't go to demonstrations or take part in certain projects, like the cleanup projects organized by Lega Ambiente and Plastic Free. So I started writing slogans and sending messages on social media. This was important for me. I would post these slogans every Friday, particularly on Instagram. It all started on Instagram because it's the most dynamic social network and also one of the most used. Auguste Barbara Budriene, a Lithuanian who sells second-hand clothes on social media and promotes sustainable fashion, agrees. She believes that celebrities and social influencers can maintain their popularity and talk about environmentalism at the same time. She observes in a conversation with Rinora Diaz that too little attention is being paid to the problems surrounding fast fashion. It seems to me that the majority of modern influencers promote high consumption. They should consider their own consumer habits and think about the message they're spreading to young people who really pay attention to what such and such celebrity has posted, which store they have promoted. And the fact that t-shirts there cost 5 or 10 euros each is not a sustainable choice. The price tells you how much the person who made the garment was paid. There really should be more discussion about this. But I think that with time, the situation will improve. Whether you're a beauty, food or fashion blogger, sustainability can be incorporated into every topic you work on. I'm 100% convinced about this. Of course, I can't insist that people live a certain way. But in my opinion, everyone should act on this. We only have one planet Earth, and it's our home. 
Everyone should care about that. Of course, in the end, what we see on social media is all a matter of algorithms, a piece of code that decides which posts will show on your page. This can be a problem when it comes to widening people's horizons. But the most posts that touch on environmental issues, even in passing, the greater the drip-drip effect and the more informed we will ultimately become. Ruggero, the Italian influencer we heard from earlier, tells Radio 24 that he is already seeing a positive shift in this direction. Il fatto è che loro hanno un algoritmo che comunque è stato utilizzato da TikTok and many other apps that searches all the content out there to show you one specific thing. So if I'm interested in the environment, it might show me Greta's profile. It might even show me some celebrities that share my interest. It showed me Leonardo DiCaprio's, for instance, or organizations running events like Lega Ambiente and Plastic Free. I was interested in that topic and all of these things appeared on my social media feed. If more people develop an interest in this, more things like these will show up. It's as simple as that. It targets interests. I've noticed that, little by little, my peers are becoming much more interested. Camille Etienne is a well-known French climate activist and young influencer, mainly on Instagram. She's 24 years old. In this interview with Miriam Ball of Belgian radio station RTBF, she shares Ruggiero's opinion and asks the next logical question. How can we reach other bubbles? In other words, those whose algorithms never show them anything about the climate. In the face of the flow of information, algorithms are designed to reinforce our existing positions and therefore to propose content that will reinforce what we already think. So the challenge is how to reach other people in a different way. Personally, what I've found helps is to use art and even humor. We make short films, initiatives with dancers, fiction, music. In this way, we try to reach people by drawing on their emotions, not only through logic. Sometimes that allows us to reach people who would not otherwise have spent half an hour finding out about the mass extinction of such and such a species. In the push towards a green transition, and given the broad research social media, it is vital to keep tabs on what these platforms and their influencers are up to. Romanian influencer Andrea Madlene agrees. She tells Monica Neaksu at Radio Romagna that her line of work carries significant social responsibility and that she actually knows a lot of fellow influencers who have attached their names to environmental campaigns. I hope from the bottom of my heart that more and more people mobilize behind this to bring about change, so that drop by drop we can make an ocean. And I think we can't compare balance, algorithms, influence or other inputs, advantages. Protecting nature has no downside in my view. We will pay a much, much higher price if we don't do something about it and simply make excuses or put stumbling blocks in our own way, saying that we can't do this or that. Surely, where there's a will, there's a way. So yes, there is a real opportunity for influencers to play a role in the fight against climate change. But it is not only influencers that have influence. We should all keep in mind that, at the end of the day, every time we post on these platforms, we are all potential influencers. Our journey 
through the EU has come to an end for today. Thank you for listening and please come back soon for another episode of the Euronet Plus Green Deal podcast.